Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Christian, and as always, we appreciate you for listening. Thank you for stopping by, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. If you do anything in the creative realm of music, art, photography, all that jazz, or know someone that does it that would like to be on the show, just hit me up. You know, we're always looking to meet new people. Um, enjoy doing this. I know so many talented people, but there's so many more I don't know. So it's always great talking with uh, new faces and get to know new stories I didn't know before. So with that being said, let's roll on to with today's episode. We are joined today by JD. How's it going? What's up, brother? How you doing? Dude, I'm stoked to be here. Ah, thank you for being here. JD's one who... Took the uh, took the initiative, reached out, said, "Hey, I want to be on the pod." I said, "Fuck yeah, you're coming on!" Fuck <laughs> yeah, dude. Yo, I love your guys' pod, dude. It's gnarly. I'm I'm like starting to like listen to like I know Miley and stuff, and I'm starting to listen to other episodes. So yeah, I'm super. I'm into like what you guys are doing and everything. So ah, thank yeah. you. Well, it's greatly appreciated because it's trying to just get all those stories of walks life, and there's some. I've had some wacky people <laughs> that were yeah, so it's <laughs> we've had a lot of fun so far. We're getting close to 50 episodes, so it's pretty awesome. Dude, that's awesome. The steady grind is like, you know, like I told I used to do my pot and like, yeah, you never knew like who was coming on, like what they were gonna say. Like, and it's just like sometimes like it just gets chaotic and stuff, you know, and you just are like, whoa, like you gotta like ship. But yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, there's some episodes too that it's just like, you know, people just started getting like deep and like personal i'm like holy shit like and, yeah, yeah. and we had these just amazing personal talks while like joking around before i'm like mm-hmm. this is what it's about this is what it's and it's like that's what i love about it you never know where the ship's gonna go yeah 100 percent. the main thing to me as i was saying before we started recording full disclosure we talked before the recording um yeah. was that Main thing to me is getting your story out there. So let's uh, 100%. let's start diving into who is JD. Awesome, man. Yeah, right. Who the fuck is JD? So <laughs> I, I like I always say that as like a thing. So yeah, I'm a I'm JD. I'm an open format DJ across the Jersey Shore primarily. I, I've dibbled into like New York a little bit, like before COVID, doing like I did some Wall Street parties um through the company versatile and that's how i met miley so that's who i started with as like a teenager um i started going around them at 16 and um you know i I met everybody and then like when i graduated high school like i knew like djing is what i wanted to do and um i started working like you know a good amount of time with versatile and then like learning this the um just the basics man i I started djing with my friend paulie at 16 so um I was like going through a really rough time and like um, I was out of school because I got really sick and then um, I couldn't play sports when I got back to school like mid spring of my sophomore year and my friend Paul got like he graduated before me when I was a freshman but he had all this DJ shit and I'm like yo what are you doing with this looks sick and he's like and I always wanted to be a DJ since I was in like second grade I thought it was awesome and um, he's like yo come like fuck around and play and stuff, you know? And I was like, dude, I fell in love with it. Like the first day I went home and I was like, yo, I'm doing this. Like, I I just love music. And it was like my first time being able to like express myself through music without just listening to it, you know? So it was, yeah. Do you know, um, do you remember like the first songs you were kind of messing around with on the gear? Yeah, dude. So I was, um, it was like 2016, like 
um, more towards like summer 2016, like the spring and like, dude, like views by Drake just dropped. So like, I was playing a lot of that, like life of Pablo by Kanye, like, like I'm not, I don't play a lot of trap anymore, but like all the trap was popping back then, like, like Fetty Wap and like all that stuff, like little Yachty. So I was playing a lot of that, like on the hip hop side and like the rap side. And, um, you know, it was that cause we were doing like our friends parties and sweet 16s at the time. So it was like, that's what you played at those things. Cause that's what was hot. Like they didn't want to hear like clarity and like club shit, you know, they just wanted to hear like, and Jersey club was huge at the time too. So I was like dropping Jersey club tracks like crazy, but you know, I really learned how to mix, um, at versatile. Um, and I met, like, I met my best friend, Chris Kelly from there. He became like my mentor. He taught me everything. And then, you know, midway through that, I was like, all right, well, like it was my goal from the start to do the night scene, you know? So then I started, you know, once I hit 19, I, um, you know, I got my Mac and I started like really dipping into like wanting to do the night stuff. And I landed a gig in Seaside. So at JR's and that's where I was playing that whole summer. So that's kind of what started me into like the JD of it, like the night scene and like creating that character, so to say, in the night scene and stuff. And yeah. And then COVID came and it was our train wreck for a while. So, <laughs> uh, so, so it's like right, right before COVID was when you were really getting into it. So it's hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, what, what a time to get into a new fucking craft right when that shit it's like, dude it's yeah it's crazy man it's like yo and like the momentum that i was building i was getting really good and then the beginning of the pandemic i was mixing and i was like making a lot of mixes and then like midway through when i saw nothing was opening up again i was like i didn't like stop playing like i was still doing house parties and like tent parties like bookings and stuff but it wasn't the same you know and like i was like yo i don't know like i just kind of like took a break honestly from it and um you know I, I had a great time during covid weirdly like it was a serious time for everybody but like you know i feel like i really learned myself during covid and took care of it like started to mature and stuff and um you know so it was kind of nice having that break from djing a little bit but i missed it but i also wasn't in a place back then where like the other older djs i know where they were like that was their like income life you know like i was 19 so it's like i wasn't even i was only playing in seaside at that point and working for versatile so it was like you know it wasn't as tragic losing it but the passion side of it i missed it a lot like playing live and you know especially as i was picking up momentum like right before that then everything just like broke through you know so the whole world stopped it was crazy but yeah, yeah. I, I was i was playing music around that time i remember like doing like the last show right before it and then everything shut down and we're like we were on a steady climb like we were playing like jersey philly and all that oh wow yeah yeah last show we played was our buddy it was an 18th birthday party it was kind of a kid at a venue we took out under our wings spike oh nice that's cool he, uh, yeah and like music was his outlet because you know mm -hmm. like he had a lot of stuff going on and all that yeah, like, yeah. mentally and we we're like all right this kid we we kind of like became like parents in a way. That's awesome. It's like, man. can yeah. you play our 18th birthday party at my house? I'm like, oh, all right, fuck yeah. And that was the last show we played. But like, oh, wow, it, it was fun. It was fun. But like, it was so weird. Just like everything shutting down like that, especially with like the club scene, too. It's like it's just like the music scene. Everyone's close together. And now, you, yeah, you stay six feet apart. Like, yeah. And there's all these guidelines and stuff. And, and you know, it's like, um, 
yeah, it's, it sucks when it comes to like, you know, having jobs that are dependent on, you know, like laws and stuff at that time, you know, where for performers and artists we're like, you know, we, we lose it and it's like, all right, well, what do we do now? You know, like what is our next step? And it's like, you know, so it, it's crazy to see after the fact, you know, when you like at the time you never thought like, you're like, yo, when are we going to be back? You know, but um, it's, it's a blessing to be back. And um, I think everybody now, I don't know if you feel this with the band and stuff. It's like, everybody now is like, doesn't take it for granted so much to say it's like, you know, I, that's how I feel. I'm like, yo, I'm just like, you know, I never want to take this cause you never know when it's going to end, you know? So oh yeah, that's what it taught me with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like this year, especially I'm just like building up like art shows, like music yeah, shows. Like, cause it's just like, shit, I don't want to go. If it ever went back to that, like, and I was like you though, like you said, how, during that you kind of really like found yourself and like balanced yourself and everything like oh yeah i find like with a lot of us like really did just kind of harness our craft a little more and also like kind of find who we truly were so like it it was like a blessing at a curse because you have all this craziness going on but at the same time like i'm glad to hear that you were on that same you know that same wavelength Yeah, 100%. I went through a lot of traumatic shit when I was 18. And um, it was like, you know, I I, I was grieving a lot of things. And, and I like, graduated and I started working reverse tile. And it was like a really fast paced, like lifestyle changes, like you're getting out of high school. And everything's like, and people are leaving, like some people are here. And it's like, you're trying to find yourself in the world for the first time outside of that realm. And um you know, it was COVID gave me the time to like everything stopped and like, yo, who is like, who, who are you as a person? You know, like, who do you want to be? Like, what do you want to do? And, and, you know, it, it, yeah, it just, uh, and for me, it created a lot of great friendships. Like, um, I started like my best friend, Missy, she's like my best friend ever. Like me and her like became like really close during the time. And like, you know, it's just a really special time, um, for me and my friends, at least we had like a great time, you know, as, as much as the world was paused. I mean, I had like great, we, we, I DJed a lot of house parties weirdly when we probably shouldn't have, but what a vibe, man, where like no one is out for like that, like springtime. And then May comes and like around like June, we were like, yo, me and my friend were like, should we do it? Cause we used to do it every summer. We're like, should we throw this? Like, is it right? Is it not right? He's like, let's just do it, man. Like, let's just send it. And bro, it was the craziest vibe and like sets I've ever had. It was just like, people were like finally thrilled to hear music. And it was like, you know, that's what made me like, yo, I never want to like not do this, you know, like I need this back in my life. I'm like, cause like the, the passion and the, and the thrill of people just reacting to your music and bringing them back into a time which like nostalgia, I feel like is huge in DJing, you know, like, yeah. I feel like you have to bring people back to when they were in like middle school, like listening to like Neo and then throwing on like Blink-182 and like just the iPod Nano of shuffle plays. <laughs> and like, that's how I try to treat DJing as much as sometimes I have to like play the top 40 because that's what the clubs want, you know, yeah. or that's what you're told to play. So like, you know, but 
yeah, it's, it's crazy time was COVID, but yeah, it's a lot of self-reflecting, which I feel like a lot of people did during that time, you know, and it's awesome to hear you did. And it's, it's cool to know that that time wasn't just miserable and there was like some positive aspects to come out of it, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. We were, we were all guilty of breaking the rules. Like I, uh, that, that August, my friends were getting married and they had like a really rough year and I was just like, they, they're up in New Hampshire. And they're like, will you drive up to Jersey to play our wedding? And I'm like, fuck, I'm I'm not going to say no. It's outside. I'm like, yeah. And like went up there and like, I knew all the risks and all that and like took all that serious. But I'm like, I'm not not missing this. And just like playing live, like for people, I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, holy shit. Like just seeing everyone smiling and having fun. I'm like, it was selfish, but everyone took a little bit of selfishness to be there they knew the risk and it was like Mm -hmm. but now being back like full force like um have you done i assume you've done like more like gigs and everything since that of course yeah so basically like when COVID ended um it was like like when they started opening stuff up again um that summer i really wasn't playing anywhere i didn't know how to get back into it um and i was like searching i was trying to figure out because i turned 21 um in 2021 so like the spring like right before everything opened up so it was like my main problem before covid um hit was i couldn't get like places didn't want to give me a chance because i was underage you know so i could screw up their whole business if i drink thankfully i'm not a drinker and like when i'm like even when i dj sober so I, i don't um you know i don't I like DJing sober and I don't want to, I'm not a drinker, but the basic way to say it, but it's, um, you know, at 19, like Brian Stewart from JR's and his brother, they took a huge chance on me being in their bar. And I proved to them that like I was in it for the music. So they were putting me on like steady Tuesdays with like, um, DJ encore and DJ dish. They're like huge around here. Encore is like one of the biggest DJs in New Jersey. Like he's such a beast, but they um they trusted me with that. And so I, I had to find a way to get back into it because they didn't they weren't throwing parties once the restrictions lifted. So I got linked with um this company. My friend was like, um, he needs DJs, talk to him. I talked to I, I joined it and then I yeah, I started branching out into like Bar A and Belmar and stuff like that. And um, you know, uh, eventually like last year I, I started doing shore house here and there. So I started to get my name out there more and really into the scene independently and not just like opening for people, you know, like doing like my own four hour sets instead of like playing an hour for whoever was coming on after me. Yeah. So yeah, it was, uh, but like when it, when the restrictions lifted like that fall, it was just like full force, like, yo, here's a, it was a crazy schedule I wasn't used to. And like, really mentally drained me at one point yeah jumping in like once you book all these events especially after the quick start then stop world shuts down and like stuff here or there that quick like snap of a finger back into it especially because it sounds like after covid like you just started going that much like harder with everything so it's like yeah that that'll definitely drain you mentally but it's when you're doing yeah. something you love, it only drains you so much. There's yeah, always so a little much. more in the tank. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's that it's that passion that like, 
you know, it's like every time I've walked away from DJing for a little bit where I feel like it was not so much like the, the point of it all is like it's not the music or the DJing. It's the environment that surrounds you, which I love the environment. But then there's also times where like, you know, I'm having like a horrible day and then it's like, OK, well, like you have to snap out of it because tonight you have to go put on a show and you have to be that guy for all these people and all these strangers and like you got to put the smile on your face and but which is like the great thing because that's the escape of it all you know that's the escape of like which like I try to tell people like when you're in a room and music whether it's a concert or it's a club or wherever you're like escaping the reality of your life for a little bit where there's no bills there's no heartbreak there's no trauma it's just a bunch of strangers getting together and and listening to sounds you know and um that's like the most beautiful thing to me why i got into djing in the first place you know it's like just like that aspect of it the passion is too much like you said to um to ever like be like fuck this all you know it's like way too strong man i I love it i love music man there's definitely there's moments that you ask what the hell am i doing but it's like at the same time though it's like even with that thought there it's in the back of your head you know you're like ah I, I, I'm going to snap out of this. I'm going to kick out. I'm going to. And then it's like, for me, I know personally, like it just, I kick out that much harder oh, and yeah. I just, it pushes me harder to write new stuff. And like, you know, if I have a show coming up, just like, All right, I'm really going to just fucking power this thing out. Like, and just go yeah. balls to the wall with it. Yeah. 100%. Like I, I feel that. And I feel like the best thing is like when I'm having one of those days where I'm like, just like, down and then i go play live it's like when you leave at night you're like i'm so blessed for this you know like i'm so blessed to have this outlet where i could take out all these emotions um and in djing where people don't really know it you know as because like you're not singing or you're not you're performing through your hands you know yeah so it's like it's it's just a really special thing and i, I love it man it's like it's it's such a great outlet you know music in general dude you know especially writing music like you as you you know, said it's like amazing. Yeah. So I got to ask, cause it's like, obviously I've never touched DJing, but like when it comes to music for me, like when it comes to playing a show, I in a way I kind of treat it like a DJ set in the sense that, you know, for the most part, I play a half hour, maybe 45 minutes. But for me, I don't like interacting too much. I flow like my songs in and out of each other, do like jams in between stuff like that. So it's like, in a way, it's like, I feel like it kind of connects to DJing in a way where like, you know, mixing songs together. But what I want to know is being a DJ, how does one prepare for, like you said, like a four hour set? Like, how the hell do you do it? So, yeah. So it's like, uh, I was just talking to my boy about this um, the other day because I'm I'm preparing my set for uh, my residency in the summer, uh, Spring Lake Tap House. And I'm, I'm, I just accepted it like a couple months ago. And I'm like, you know, sometimes to answer that question, like a lot of us jump through our computers. So there's like on our Serato thousands of crates and like I have thousands of crates of music. Um, And sometimes like, I'm just feeling it one night where I'm like, all right, let me just like play out of my computer and go down all the different crates. And, you know, sometimes like, I'm like, well, my beat the clock crate went crazy. And now's the time to use that crate, you know? And like, where I have a lot of like sing-alongs and edits of like sing-alongs with like, um, 
dance drops and everything. And so that that's pretty much how I go about it. It's like creating a four hour set. It's like, I did one residency before at this place in Point Pleasant and I had pretty much the same set every week, but I mixed it up, you know? So I, I played out of the same crate every Friday, but I would throw it in and throughout the weeks of doing it, I'd be like, all right, well, I'm downloading like once a week, like downloading off record pools or, you know, off SoundCloud. I really love SoundCloud for downloading remixes and stuff. And I'll be like, all right, I'm throwing this in this week. And I just always mix it up. You know, I'm super open format. So like, I'll play anything from like, you know, like eighties to like, um, to like nineties hip hop. And, you know, like, um, I think it's Saturday night fever. I really started dipping into like, yeah, I, I like, after the new year, I, I heard it on like I was watching like One Tree Hill and I heard a song of it on there. And I'm like, yo, like I'm like, I'm going to start mixing this in my set. So I'm just super open, open format, which I feel like people love. And that's kind of how you have to be nowadays, because like just personally for myself, like I can't be at a club and only hear dance music the whole night. You know, like I want to feel something and I want to like, you know, I want to hear creativity instead of just beat matching 124 and dropping it into the other dance song, you know, and it's yeah. like, which everybody has their own style. It's just I love open format. And that's kind of just how I was taught with like my boy Chris on Versatile and opening for guys like Encore and stuff. Um, and it's it's just the open, especially in Jersey, that style really works out. Yeah, we have, especially with Jersey, like I'm not like a big like kind of club guy but it's like you know i've gone to you know bars and stuff with mm-hmm. djs and it's like i feel like no matter what bar you go to in any spot of jersey you kind of see all walks of life like you see like the club goers and all that but then me myself i recognize the top half of the font you're wearing a misfit shirt you oh, know yeah, I, 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 i'm more <laughs> i'm more of like the punk scene but the thing is yeah, i love yeah. uh like i love boogie nights in okay, atlantic city all- that mm-hmm. does like all 70s music, music Saturday yeah. Night Fever, ABBA, you know, Michael Jackson. Like, oh, yeah. And yeah. I, I dance my brain off. Like, yeah. so it's like it, having that open format, I can see it like definitely going over because you'll pull from all different areas of whatever venue you're playing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's like, you know, the, the main thing is like when you're playing, everybody likes different shit. You're never going to make everybody happy. Like there's going to be someone like, you know, I'm playing like I, I for it's funny, like I'll drop like, you know, I Hannah Montana sometimes in my sets. So I'll just get creative like that. And I'll drop like I love dropping like the intro song because like all the girls go crazy and they're like, holy shit. Like then there's like guys who love it, too. They're like, wow, this is my childhood. Then there's guys that are looking at you like, fucking come on, bro. Really? <laughs> but then I'll drop like a, like a Chris Brown track or like like any throwback that the guys like and they're like yo that's fucking sick so you're never gonna please everybody you know yeah it's kind of just like you know open format though it, it's the way you gotta be just because like you gotta keep people on on your feet you know it's like like talking about the punk scene like i was always i grew up listening to like emo and alternative and and you know like the 2000s pop punk and like i love like taking back sunday and um newfound glory and stuff like that like paramore um Jimmy Eat World's like one of my favorite bands and, and stuff. So I grew up listening to stuff like that. And like when I was younger and seaside in my sets, I would drop like Sugar We're Going Down because like I knew everybody always knew that from Fallout Boy. But I was like, I really want to start like dropping like certain tracks like from like these albums that like Taking Back Sunday has that it's not like a hit like that. 
just people are going to be like, yo, what's this? I think I've heard it on like the radio back then, but I'm not sure. And I started doing stuff like that where like I dropped like shut up by simple playing and people are like, hold, like it takes them a second, but then they're like, holy fuck. Like I remember this, you know? And they're like, yeah. it's, um, it's keeping them just always on their feet and they're so unexpected and it brings them back, you know, which is, it, it's like the risk of it all. Like you have to take risks in DJing, which I learned, like people have taught me or else you're never, if you, if you're not taking risks and you get comfortable, that's when your sets are going to dry out. And you know, the creativity drives out in that way, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, I, I feel like a lot, like, you know, you hear a lot of the same stuff, but it's like, you could definitely tell like with DJs when they're crisscrossing different stuff like that, like all Hell those yeah. different formats and everything. It's like, that's what like me, if I'm just casually sitting at a bar, having a food, having some food, having a couple drinks or whatever. If I randomly hear like one of those songs mixed in with like, you know, like a Chris Brown song or yeah, something. I'm like, I, I know, I know this song it's popular, but then I hear like a pop punk song. I, I, I will turn my head and be like, Oh shit, it just went into this. It went there. Fuck and like yeah, it fucking went there. That's how that is that genre, dude. When you play it anywhere, dude, you know? It's like I mean, like, I I think like mainly the punk stuff and the pop punk. I, I really started going with that um that image and that kind of like um transition into my craft. Uh, during COVID, like I started, I I I made a pop punk album with my friends called Woke Up in Miami, and I never put it out. Um, but it was like when I got into DJing, I always wanted to sing. Like I was singing since a kid. Um, it's more of just like a hobby and a way to escape and, and feel something. And I, um, I was like, fuck it. Like, you know, I was like, let's fucking do this. Like I was finding instrumentals online and I was like, really found a passion in writing music. And it was like therapy, man. It was just like, we're in a fucked up time. Like I was letting out all these emotions and all these stories and all these feelings and, um, the album kind of went into like our lives too, as like a friend group. And like, um, it was just really special. And I feel like I, that those hard times in like 2018, 2019, I finally found a way to express it. And, um, so I, like, I was, I was, I was wondering like, how can I transition with like keeping, like, I wanted to be that pop punk image where like, when I play people are like, Oh, he's the guy that plays, like he's the guy I'm going to hear all like the top 40 shit and the the tech house and the EDM, but I'm also going to hear like Papa Roach from him and like um, all that stuff, you know, like all time low, like whatever. So I, I really went towards that image and man, like I, I gained the following where like I was just at Boatyard in Point Pleasant um, at Thanksgiving weekend and people were like, they remembered me from my old residency and they're like, I, I didn't remember them for a second. Then I finally did. And they're like, yo, we used to always come because we knew we were going to hear Blink-182, you know? They're like, we knew we were going to hear like first date and everything. And they're like, it, it really just was like a night to go out and bring us back to our childhood and everything, you know? And so, yeah, that that genre might be the craziest to drop live. Like it, it doesn't matter. All types of people get together, you know? And it's just like I've noticed just brings people together that that genre of music, you know, I don't know what it is. It's the aesthetic and the emo, bro. You know, yeah. it's like especially songs like Sugar, We're Going Down and stuff oh, like yeah. even like the people in like, you know, for me, it was like middle school, high school. When oh, I came sure. out. I, I realized how young you were when you said yeah. COVID, you just turned eight. I just yeah. turned 30. So oh, shit. You. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. kidding. But <laughs> no. it's like I remember when those songs came out, like 
hearing them at like you know like school dances or oh, whatever yeah, i bet it was like, crazy huh everyone was going up but it was like you know the punk kids the the emo kids then you had the jock singing it the prep yeah, you, you, you had the whole breakfast club singing yeah, along to it yeah so it's, it's like it definitely i could see it hitting the nerves especially you know in the bar scene it's the same age bracket from like you to like my age that it's you know it's those people that are there and you're hitting those nostalgia chords with them again oh yeah yeah 100 percent and you know, I, I really like even outside of alternative, like I play a lot of like 2000s radio, like alternative pop, like like the fray, like I'll play like um how to save a life remix and stuff like that. Like Kelly Clarkson and shit like that. Like, you know, where people are like, yo, I feel like I'm like watching MTV right now, you know, and it's like. I just love it, dude. I love seeing people like go back in time and feel something, you know? And I also love playing the new shit. It's just like, you know, it's, um, majority of my sets are a lot of throwbacks and, and stuff like that. I just like have a good time with it, man. It's fun to like drop, like, thanks for the memories or like, um, any of those tracks from back in the day and see people like just pay off, like homage to it and, and love their life for a second, you know? And I can't help but laugh at, oh, it reminds me of watching MTV. MTV when it wasn't <laughs> ridiculousness 24-7. Oh, my God, bro. Dude, that show is, like, on. Yo, so, like, a funny story, dude. I I, uh, I was in this place in Florida. Um, I, like, hit a rough patch in my life, and I, and I went out, and I just wanted to, like, grieve, bro. I, that's when I took a big break from DJing, and I was like, yo, all right, I'm going to uh, – I'm going to go like really figure myself out and like, you know, take the time to, to get better. And, uh, like, you know, the TV, when I would go out into the living room throughout the night, if like I couldn't sleep, it was just fucking ridiculousness. Like just, I would keep MTV on in my room. It's just ridiculousness, like on just going, you know, I'm like, dude, when is this show going to like, when are we going to get something else? Like, you know, I'm like, I want to hear music. Cause like, I didn't have music there. It was like, you know, it was like, so I didn't have my phone when I was there. So it was like, dude, I'm like, shit. Like, I want to fucking hear, like, you know, something, dude, please. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, but. you won't find it now on MTV. No, it, dude. Yeah. I mean, ridiculousness is fun. It's good background stuff. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, it, it sucks that there really is, like, no, like, outlets kind of like that. I, I feel yeah. like the DJ scene actually is one of the things to kind of help get new music to people. Hell yeah, dude. Cause Hell you know yeah. that and I I've during COVID, I was just going on it passing time and I hated it. But now I'm seeing how it really helps with like small business and like you know, musicians and stuff. They, they're like all people that in the creative world to get their name out there. But fucking TikTok. TikTok now has introduced me to so many like new like bands and artists and stuff that like oh yeah so I feel like I feel like MTV now is like a mixture of like DJing and TikTok just to like get that music into people's ears where they used to just watch this channel yeah 100% like I feel like TikTok um like you said that was kind of like I, I have my things with tiktok where i delete it i download it again because like you said man i find a lot of music on there i find like um 
you know, a lot of like, li- I like watching like live sets of, of artists. So like, I see a lot of clips of concerts and, it, and it's just, you know, it's really good at that. That's a whole nother topic of conversation of how it gets your data, like whatever you're listening to, it knows to put it in your feed, like, you know, so I'll end up just going down like fucking like an hour of swiping, like seeing all this, like, you know, music shit. But yeah, as much as like, it, it's, you know, TikTok is a debatable like topic all the time. It is great. Like you said, for getting your name out there. And, and, you know, I never was able to find a way to, I'm working on that now where I'm going to start trying to do content on there um, throughout the summer. But I always had like trouble trying to do it during the pandemic. Um, And yeah, I was on TikTok before it even blew up. So like, you know, I was trying to do shit on there, but it was just like, I didn't know what to do, you know? And it was, but it is a great outlet for like, promotion and business and 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 getting exposure definitely you know it's like just the way that apps are on it's crazy yeah i haven't like it wasn't until like the past like month and a half that i was really like actually you know what let me do it because like my girlfriend was like do it fucking do it you do music and art and a podcast get it all on there and like yeah I somehow managed to build it up because I would do like silly video showing like just like memorabilia I have of movies and stuff. Okay. But then do my music and art. But the thing was, since it was like horror memorabilia, it sucked in the following to like the shit I do. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, it grew, it was good, but yeah, it's like the music aspect of it though. It's like I've 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 found some bands I listen to like nonstop because of that app. And I'm just like Mm It's it's a blessing because it's it's so easy to throw on a Spotify playlist while working and just drive around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tick, yeah, TikTok. Oh, oh my bad. No, my bad. Tick- <laughs> you go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say like TikTok. Yeah, like you said, like finding bands and stuff. That's a lot of stuff like I found on there, and like then I found a lot of like shit though too, where I'm like, okay, like this is like you're literally just trying to get clicks, and you're like. You know, it's just like I found some of the worst pop punk on there ever where I'm like, because like for me, I was like, listen, like I don't knock on anybody, like no matter what it sounds like, what it like, go chase your dream and your passion and fuck what people say. I was just like, I've, I've found some pop punk on there where I'm like, fuck, man, like I'm like, just please stop, like just keep it here. Like I kept my shit to myself. I love my shit, like, and it was more for myself. And like it, it touched a lot of people when I sent them the whole album, but it was like, you know, it, it like, yeah, I don't know, but it's just hit or miss on there. You know, it's like, I, it, but it's cool though. I, it's cool to find new music, you know, with, by like random people. Now I got, I got to ask more about this pop punk album because cool. it's for cool. you and all that. I totally understand, you know, doing music for you and all that. Cause it's like, I had a track that I almost never released that I just mm-hmm. did. That was like way different than anything I've done. Mm-hmm. So with the pop punk album like do you do you plan on dropping it or are you just kind of keeping it just i feel like um no pressure by the way (laughs) no yeah (laughs) i feel like it's definitely gonna end up happening soon um but i'm gonna remake it with like live with like a live band and like an actual producer like I went through like in 2021 i was looking for producers and i just couldn't find a good deal around here and like a lot of them wanted to make the beats and I was like, well, I'm like, it's hard to do that without a band with pop punk, you know, like you could do it, but it's like, you know, they they were like, you know, and it's really expensive to do like to, to get that shit done. It was like, you know, I wanted to find, if I was going to pay for it, I'm like, I got to find someone that's at, like, 
actually going to do like a decent job and not just someone that's going to like come in and audio track me and, you know, do like just do mediocre just to like get it done. Cause I already have the instrumentals done, but yeah, definitely one day it's going to be uh remade. I write songs now. I would take songs out definitely now, you know, but I would keep the same basis, but I definitely like woke up in Miami. It was like an era of my life for me and my friends. And like, um, it was just like a really special time, like creating that and having them hear it and bringing us back to like our youth. And, um, you know, I just feel like you, I just wanted to be special, but I feel like I would name the album one day at a time now for like the past, like, um, year that I had. Cause that's what I had to learn with life is like to take it one day at a time and not, um, not constantly stress about the future or the past and just focus on the moment, you know? And, um, I feel like I would change it to that. Um, so yeah, definitely one day it's going to come out right now. I'm just focused on the DJ stuff and, you know, stuff I'm actually like making money in that. And like, you know, something that like, you know, I already have DJ stuff, like kind of like on the go where like, I, like I'm, I have my spots, like, and I, I make money in it where like the, the singing and stuff was more of a hobby, which I would love for that to become over DJing one day, you know? Like I really love singing and writing music and, but it all comes with time. And my, my boy Corey's, I was like, um, they're like really into, um, to like metal and stuff like that. And, and, um, hardcore they're him and his dad. And, um, I was shout out my boy, um, DCG. He passed away. It's like one of my best friends that they're his brother and uh, my friend's brother. Um, I grew up with him and stuff. So we always kind of had that, that like rock type of, like we were both like skater kids, like just like skate park kids, you know, like, oh, yeah. and, um, I, I started like really hanging out with his family again, a lot, um, this past year and a half. And, uh, we would jam out in their, in their like studio garage. And, um, you know, they would force me to sing. Like, they'd be like, you're going to sing like today. And we would like, we, me and his dad were like covering descendants. It was fucking sick. Uh-huh. I love the descendants, bro. Like I'm trying to get into that more, but like, I just, I like, that was one of like the old school punk bands except alkaline trio that I got into. And like, um, yeah, like I just love that band and we would cover that. And, and they, and he's always like, yo, when are you, um, when are you getting a band? Like, when are you going to make a pop punk record and actually do it? And I'm like, dude, one day I, I know it's definitely, I have to do it one day just for myself, just cause I love, I just, I don't even, I like, I don't want to ever get like, like I'm never in it for like trying to get huge or anything. I just wanted to touch people, you know, like I just want people to listen to it and be like, yo, like his story. I could feel that. And, you know, like just make it a soundtrack to people's lives. Like, you know, that's like the best reactions I ever got showing people my demos and stuff was like, they're like, wow, you wrote this some deep shit, you know? Yeah. So it's, yeah. Oh, no, that's awesome. though. it's, I mean, that's uh, being on that side of things. And like, I've, I've been doing music like live music for like 15 fucking years now. Mm-hmm. I've played on I, all sorts of albums and stuff. And the one thing with me is it's like, there's so many opportunities that I didn't act on because I made, mm-hmm. I was just like making excuses for myself and I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck, I should have done them. So if I could give you any advice, you know, DJ and keep doing it, but like get that fucking band together, make this album. Yeah, Cause yeah. I mean, yeah. what one day at a time, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, right. When it's that personal though, you also don't want to rush it. 
That's mm-hmm. one thing I learned. And that's yeah. why, like, a lot of times I kind of take a while to release things. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, it, you totally got to do it. You got to do yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> no, 100%. Definitely it will happen. And, uh, you know, it's – it's I love music. And, um, you know, it was really cool to do something different than just, like – than just pressing play not that djing there's so much more than pressing play but like just like in general like like showing my friends something more than just mixing music you know like something i actually took the time to write about kind of all of our stories in a way and all everything we're feeling like in this generation with like mental health and, and anxiety and stuff and you know i just feel like like people need that type of um that type of like realness and music, you know, they need that type of um, like feeling of like, yo, like shit sucks, but it gets better, you know? And um, yeah, one day, like you said, definitely going to do it, man. 100%. Oh, yeah. I, I promise mean, you, bro. I promise yes, you. Yeah, one day. All right. I'm holding you yeah, to it. I'm holding yeah, you yeah. to it. I yeah. mean, I know, I know physical media is kind of dead, but I still buy tape, CDs, all that That's vinyl. Yeah. So if you release it on any of those, I'll pick up a copy <laughs> okay, for sure. Bro. Awesome, bro. Yo, yeah, I got you, bro. If I make that, you're getting a copy, bro. Like vinyl, oh, yeah. CD, whatever. Yeah. But, but I mean, in the meantime, though, it sounds like you got a pretty busy schedule coming up with the DJing, and we'll 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 bring it back into the DJing a bit because I was wondering, cool. like you know, uh, with like mixes and stuff and doing everything like that, like it, you um. Like obviously, you said like SoundCloud, you get some mixes and stuff, but you do your owns of like mashing up songs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I like I never play like a a pre recorded mix. It's always um, it's always like I do a lot of mashups live. Um, and now they have this option on Serato where like you could you could use stems. Um, and you could cut vocals out with ins- and like you could cut the instrumental out or you could cut the vocal out on each track. Holy so shit. it's like, bro, it's like, you know, like you just do edits on the spot and it's like, you know, it, it takes away the hours of trying to find like intro edits, which is like intro edits you kind of needed to mix where like, you know, like I was good with dropping lyrical mixing. So like I made it work, but like, cause it's hard to find all that old shit with intro tracks. Cause it's old, you know, a lot of the new stuff only has the intro beats, which is like a five minute, uh, a three minute beat before the actual vocals come in. So you have like, just like this flow until it, you know, and, and um, now with that, it's like, it just works out so good, man. And, um, you know, I do, I, I use SoundCloud to get a lot of edits. Um, I download, I, I play a lot of edits of like um, mashups and stuff. Uh, my, this guy, DJ nine, he's like my role model, man. He's a, uh, he's um super gnarly. He play he has great edits. I play a lot of his stuff. Um, and just like any edits I find that I'm like, you know, wow, that shit's going to go hard. And um, yeah, so I, I do all that. I download a lot of that type of stuff. Um, but I do make my own edits. So I'm making my own edit pack right now called Hard Drive Hit. So I already have two. Um, I have two edits out. It's like a Rihanna edit with um, with Blur song two and, and this club song. So it's like it just worked out. I was like, oh, let me do like a mega mashup. And then I got... Um, can't stop and headstrong so heads oh, can't nice. stop by red chili peppers yeah i was like fucking around one day and i'm like yo i was like always when i would i dropped head headstrong back in the club like 
uh, during Thanksgiving weekend and people were like, yo, but it was like a really shitty edit I found online. So I'm like, I'm going to make my own. And I always play Can't Stop by Chili Peppers, but there, those are like two songs that are, I never know when to drop them because like the in, the beginnings are weird and stuff. And I just put them together and I'm like, yo, this is fucking hard, dude. So I've been, yeah, it's like I'm making my own. Hopefully it will be out by the summer. You know, um, I got two of them out already. So, you know, I'm trying to get more into producing too. I want to learn how to produce now. I never wanted to, but now I actually want to learn like how to get into production and stuff too. Oh yeah. Now, like, obviously, you know, you're big into music, listen to everything. Like how does, how does the brain kind of wire? Like when it comes to like, shit, I'm going to take this song and go into this song. Cause it's like, I've, I've never like understood that. Like with DJing, like how it's like, all right, yeah, this song, right when it does this, I'm going to drop it into this next song. Like, yeah, what's that process like? I feel like it's a, I feel like it's all just kind of a feeling like it's, um, you know, there's a lot of things that I've done before that have worked and they just install in your brain while you're playing, especially if you're doing it weekend to weekend. Um, I've been on a little bit of a break right now, but it's about to start up like a crazy train. The winter's always slow, whether you're in the weddings or night scene. Um, or it's like you hear what other DJs are doing out and not that so much that you copy or steal their shit, but you do it in your own way where it's yeah. like, you know, I'll hear stuff that like, like Encore does or, or nine. And I'm like, wow, like my role models. And I'm like, let me try to mimic that in my own way and shit like that. And then sometimes it's just a natural feeling, whatever you're feeling. And you, it's like, like I said, that weird connection, I feel like, at least from my viewpoint, where like, I'm feeling like, I have like five songs going on in my head at one time and I'm like, all right, I'm going to drop these two. Then I'm going to do those two. And then I'm going to go from there. It's just like a flow, man. I, that's how I feel like it is. It's just like a feeling and a, an aesthetic of like, all right, like now I'm going to go into like fallout boy. Then I'm going to go into biggie. Then I'm going to hit them with ACDC. Then get back into like the, the EDM and the, the, you know, Calvin Harris and stuff like that, James hype. And then I'm going to go back to hip hop or like 2000s classics and sing along. So it's really just like, you know, following the crowd, seeing what's working while you're playing, you know, like, okay, they're digging this, they're not digging that. I'm not getting a reaction from that, you know? So it's like, yeah, it's all just a feeling. I feel like it's all just a vibe and a, um, an instinct kind of, you know? So it's, it's kind of like, like playing an instrument and stuff where it's just like, yeah. you know, just seeing where it goes and being like, all right, well, I'm playing this beat. Let me go into this beat, but same yeah. thing. Like, just with the tracks, like, all right, you know, can't stop. Like, I'm going to mash it up with Headstrong. Like, it it will sync up this way. And I, yeah. I think I'm starting to get the logistics a little more of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That that Headstrong thing, I just was listening to, like, both those tracks. Like, when I, and I was like, yo, I, I just feel like they're, like, I think I was playing Headstrong. And I'm like, yo, the Chili Peppers lyrics over this instrumental would go hard and it do the way it timed up it was like the same key it was like perfect i love that edit man i haven't even got to play that live yet so i'm looking forward next weekend i play a tab house it's like our pre-summer party i'm looking forward to dropping that and it's uh i love the tab house man they're they're a great crowd they love all the 2000 shit and it's just super open format and uh great staff and stuff that's like a huge thing too in this shit it's like having like go you want to show up to places and, and there's a great staff that's friendly and you know like shore house was the same way like shore house is so welcoming when you show up there and because like when you're showing up somewhere and they're like bouncers are in a mood 
or like owners or dicks, you know, it's like, you know, it just sucks. You're like on your heels the whole night. Like, all right, I got to deal with this guy. Like I got to watch what I'm like play. Like, you know, it's like, it's just kind of a pressure, which is like, you know, it's not, you want to go into it where you're like, you know, you feel like you're welcomed, you know? Yeah. That's like a huge side in this shit too. That kind of ruins it sometimes. It's like, just like the hospitality of places, um, you know, not being that good, but that's the night scene, man, you know? And you deal with that in the weddings, man. You like even going around with like certain wedding companies and shit, like I would go and I'd just be like, yo, like we'd be there for like the 10th time. And I'm like, wow, this guy who owns this like wedding hall is a complete just asshole. Like, you know, like, it's like, he's just not a nice guy. And he's like, you know, it's like, so it's just, you know, I like having the vibes good. So super stoked for tap house. I feel you on that. Yeah. It's playing. You probably venues feel like, that with the bands, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, like, yeah. It, whenever you feel welcome, like the St. And Asbury, I fucking love that place. Okay. They yeah, always just open arms, welcome you in. And then like in New Hampshire, this place I played, uh, the loading dock, they, um, I just like, I walked in with my friends cause I was staying at my friend's house who I was playing with their, like their band was playing. I was playing walk in and I'm like, set up my stuff. And the dude finds me. He's like, Oh yeah. Hey man, I got a, like, I got a shitload of pizzas. Like, oh, you know, so- help yourself, man. And I get done playing. He's buying merch and all that. But then just that's recently, sick, mind you, it's been years comments on my one post he's like oh ha- happy birthday bud you gotta come back up and play sometime like getting wanting me to come yeah like, that's awesome and like, it's it, a good it just, feeling right yeah, it it's like yeah great. but then yeah. it's been venues where it's just like you walk in and you're like why the fuck am i even here yeah <laughs> it's like dude i've seen some shit too where like i'm like you know i see the kitchen workers and the staff and i see like these head of the kitchens just being complete miserable assholes to these workers and i'm like I'm just like, yo, cause I work, I work other jobs too. Like I'm not, I just don't DJ. So like I'm in college and I do, um, I do like, you know, jobs on the side. Like I, I've always worked at the beach during the summers and shit. So I get like having a boss that's like on your ass, but like some of these people in the, in these kitchens are like, I'm like, dude, like, come on. You know, I'm like, you know, I'm like, how, how can you be that miserable with, with like, with running a staff it's just like i've seen some like horror stories where i'm like yo like what are like come on like just like yeah it's it gets gnarly dude in in those scenes but i mean you know like you said it's all finding those those spots you really like which makes it special to go back and um you know so every place i go into now i've been on a bar rescue kick so i i'm just (laughs) waiting for john taffer to walk in like (laughs) mid-set i'm like oh dude i'm gonna sample his voice (laughs) yeah that's so that's tight it's um yeah man i mean so you play asbury so like um have you been um have you ever been to the pony or no have you played the pony i played the pony twice in high school oh cool how was that (sighs) the first time i played the one dude who was like the one of the legends that worked there? He laughed at my band when we said uh, we had demos for five bucks. Oh wow! Yeah, and that's... t-shirts. And mind you, like our demo, like the dude who mixed and mastered it, Jeff Wallace, um, dude out of Tom's River. Like we were a metal band and all that. Like oh, I sick. listen to it to this day, and I'm like. No, he he treated this like it was like an EP, you know, yeah, like yeah, it was like some real shit. Yeah, it it still sounds like legit as hell. And I'm like, 
I, I always look back on it. I'm like, I'm fucking grateful that this is my first recording. EP, like, yeah. yeah, that's awesome, man. But like, he just like mocked us and all that. But like, it was it was cool to play the pony. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. It was just it's cool being on that stage because I mean, you know, despite that, dude, it's like you know, I I always hear horror stories with locals at the pony. Okay. It's like, yeah, their summer stage shows are always a blast. Like, yeah, I, I always yeah. find myself there in the summer. Like, it's dude, I'm looking forward to those. So, like, the used is going there. I definitely have to hit that. Like, I, it's my dream to see the used. And like, yeah, they're they have some hot shit there going on this summer, dude. I'm stoked at they, that stage. They get like a lot of like good reoccurring. Like, I love Primus, and Primus okay. like, always plays there. So it's like I would mm-hmm. always see them. But yeah. it's like I went, I went like. One time, like it was like Coheed and Cambria, oh, uh, Glassjaw. Oh shit! My buddy oh, okay, just... bro, Glassjaw. Yeah. My my boy Corey put me onto them this summer a little bit, and like I don't listen to a lot of shit like that, but I really fuck with them, dude. Like that, they got a good like vibe going, you know. They, yeah. I like, I got into them, and like the lead singer, I th- I think he, I forget what like sickness he has, but like there's times where he needs to cancel shows. Oh wow! Like because of how bad it gets, and he can't perform. And my buddy had tickets. I'm like, shit, Glassjaw's playing. I'm like, I don't know when I'll get to see Glassjaw. So it was like, I went, I saw him. I was like, oh, my that's, God, that's fucking sick. And like, Coheed's Co- great too. Oh, so it's yeah. like, yeah. But they get like, they get like a very good mashup. And there's some shows where it's like, holy shit, I can't believe these people are playing here. So it's yeah, like, yeah, right. It's like, yeah, it's a good vibe too. I love Asbury, man. I go to Porta a lot and I'm trying to play at Porta. Um, I've been talking, like I've talked with the agency that books out of there and stuff. Um, I love Asbury, man. It's a great vibe. And I feel like, I don't know if you feel this, like playing in bands there and stuff. Um, I feel like the emo vibe kind of lives there, man. I feel like when I go, I'm like, it's just like, it's kind of like, I went to a concert, this guy, Kenny Hoopla at the lanes. And I was like, yo, there's just that vibe of like throwback 2000s, like show up and like see a concert in a place like this. That's, that's rock, you know? And um, yeah, yeah, like that's super cool though, man, that uh, you played those places and stuff. I was supposed to, I was partnered, I was partnering with emo night, um, emo night, Brooklyn to, to DJ. And like, I finally got on the brand ambassador thing. And, um, there was just like miscommunication and like, I didn't know what was going on, but, um, I haven't talked to them since they wanted me to still promote, but I, I, it was like, it's hard for me to promote as like an ambassador because, which is like when it comes to the, um, to my like school side of it, like I'm going to school for communications. So it's like the PR, like that's really good for it. But then it was like my postings with my following was like, everybody thought I was DJing the emo night, you know? So they were yeah. like, cause that's my vibe anyway, which I've explained to them. Like a lot of my sets, people coming, they know I'm going to play that regardless. Um, and it was just a confusion of like, Oh, like, yo, like getting texts. Are you there? Like, are you playing tonight? And I'm like, no. And it was just weird. It was hard to like be a promoter and not be DJing it. Cause people are expecting me to DJ, especially something like that. But it's oh, my yeah. dream to do an emo night, man. I like my main goal is like, I really want to become a show DJ like that. I would love to be like a touring DJ, obviously, but I would love to like play with an artist or do like shit like that for like brands, like emo night, like companies like that, that are hosting like these nostalgia shows and stuff and i like the house independence like doing shit like that you know yeah house so. of independence is sick too like and they yeah i've never they been in there, that. but i went yeah. to 
I saw uh, She Wants Revenge there, and that was it. Oh, but, like, cool. the, the layout's sick, but like I know a lot of people that go to those emo nights, and like every single time I see the pictures, th- those shits are packed. Like there, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a uh, you know, it, it, it's awesome, man. I've never been to one. I, I, we gotta, I gotta go with my friends. Like everybody's always like, let's go, and then no one does it, but um it looks sick it's my dream to dj that so i'm still trying it's like still like something i have to do and um it just takes time man they got their guys like around here and then sometimes it's bands that host them you know like they just had fucking mayday parade that like at at the pony i think doing it or something like there's this emo night mayday parade tour and like yellow card and shit so i was like you know but um yeah, it's it's definitely a future venture I want to do. I thought I was, I was this close, man, getting emails <laughs> back from them, and then it just didn't happen. I'm like, oh, it hit me in the heart. I'm like, <sighs> you know, it's uh, but yeah, hopefully one day, you know, they're really strict yeah. with it though, because like you know, they don't they want to know a lot of the guys that play on those things aren't at like they're not, um, op- they're not like mobile DJs that are going around playing. They're like like they literally like you sign up for it, whether you're a brand ambassador or not, you sign up and then they put you on and you can use like anything, you know, like they give you like a little mixer, I think. And so some people aren't even DJs. They're just like playing a playlist. So I think it's like that weird thing where like, they might be like questioning like, yo, what's he going to play? Is he going to drop like some fucking club shit? You know, cause it's <laughs> like that weird in between. I know one dude, I work with him who, who does like a couple emo nights and shit, but yeah, hopefully one day, you know, it's uh that'll yeah. be sick if yeah. you can get on if if you get on an emo night i will go to an emo Fuck night yeah, because bro. i yeah, dude because i kind of refused because i was like all, all my friends will want me to call them like i listened to some of the music but i was never emo okay that, yeah and then and then i got my chemical romance tickets i'm like <laughs> i got oh, my shit. chem tickets i'm like i'm going to the ultimate emo night you know yeah yeah it's like <laughs> it's an og like, fucking yeah. yeah but it's like yeah, it's like it looks like fun. It's just it's one of those things to me. It's like at that time where all that music was like going on, yeah. I was more so like I was the classic rock hippie that okay. didn't grow up anywhere near that time frame. Yeah, yeah. But then like it's got like... into like the weird alternative, like mm-hmm. modest mouse, Franz Ferdinand, like shit yeah, like that. Yeah, shit like that. Yeah. And that's uh, yeah. yeah. It's it dude, like for me, like it, it I just feel like that genre is so um so like remember like like it's very like familiar with people because like it was in movies like these songs you know like it was in movies it was on commercial like it was it was so mainstream that it was like you know like even disney like you know you look at them and they've like every like show of like if it was like hannah montana is even kind of like on the edgier alternative side like towards like like pop skater rock beats you know and like the jonas brothers you look at them they were like pop punk emo like they looked up to blink and fallout boy like and they were a band before disney even created them with like that like you know boy band type of feel so it's crazy the way that was back in the day and then to kind of see it rise again with people like mgk and stuff like that that like you know travis barker like producing all these guys like guys i loved like black bear he has a pop punk record an alternative record it's like like listening to like shit like that and like you know it coming back like that's when i started to see it too where like you know everybody started listening to like this shit again like during covid and it was like with the like with the revive of pop punk or whatever they called it you know it's like which is which i it it was like i loved it man i loved uh like everything that's come out new 
in the genre, but um, yeah, it's it's just like a it's such a like nostalgia. I feel like you know it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, even like you know, as myself, like you know, someone that wasn't part of those scenes, it's mm-hmm. it still does just hit some sort of something to me. Like yeah. if if I'm at a bar and Sugar were going down, or you know, yeah, like it's... Ocean Avenue by Yellow, oh, Park, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna sit there and I'm gonna belt it out. Like it's you know, it's like my heart. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it's but it's it's one of those things that it's, it's just it has it has a way. You get people can hate on it. But there's totally going to be singing it if they hear it in a bar. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's um, th- that's how it, that's how I look at it, too. You know, now I want to ask you, I didn't, I didn't get to ask you before. Do you remember your first actual like DJing like gig, like first time? Like, like, yeah, I remember my first ever um like gig, like at my friend's house. It was like. You know, I, I started DJing in high school and um, it was like, you know, I always played sports and shit. And like, I remember telling people like, yo, I'm DJing now. And um, the, the thing at the time was like, it wasn't that like not familiar. Like there was this company, Scally Crew, and I kind of like always met up with them and stuff and like was going to join. But um, they were like a huge Sweet 16 company. So I knew a kid who would MC for them. And uh, I saw he was making all this money and like hanging out with chicks, you know, at these like sweet 16s and stuff. And like, you know, because at the time, like obviously not now, but like I was younger, you know, and I saw this kid that was like in high school that I knew, like really like just having a good time. And I'm like, yo, like I always was like an entertainer as a kid. Like I always was like putting on shows for my family or like, like my, my CD, like my, you remember like those CD players with like that you would put the the like burn you would burn it on the computer like songs and then put it on like i had one of those like the cassettes and i had like chris brown on it sean kingston like all that shit and like um you know it was um i remember telling people like yo i'm a dj and i'm getting into it and you know a lot of my friends backed it up because like i said we knew that kid that was doing it for the entertainment company and i was like i want to do this man because like i'm like i'll make money and have a good time and you know, it really just turned into a passion. I, I got the perfect opportunity with my friend Paulie. And then, you know, I kind of helped him out because he was already graduated and he only did like his sister's sweet 16. And I, I was able to get that clientele where like we were all turning 16, doing sweet 16s, like, you know, doing like house parties. So yeah, my first gig ever was at my friend Natalie's house and um, shout out to her for letting me do it. And I left that night being like, I don't know. I told my friend Paulie, dude, he's been, he's my best friend. Like we've been doing this shit for, he, he's not so much into it anymore, but like, he'll still come with me sometimes stuff. And I was like, I don't know if I could do this, man. I'm like, I don't know if I could do this shit. I was like, it was just like that basic, like, I, but I loved it in the moment. I had no clue what the fuck I was doing. I was just pressing play back then hitting fucking <laughs> buttons, like playing like everything that was hot at the time. Like, but it, yo, like sometimes, bro, those, those moments are me and Paul say, like, I, I treasure that more than like a lot of the shit I was dying to do. Like, I love everything I'm doing now, but like as a kid, like being like, oh, I hope to do those stages one day, like bar A or something. It was like, you know, in the moment you're like hoping to get to that like level in your career, but you're like, you know, those times that you're doing in like your friend's basement are the ones that are like 
the ones that are going to stick with you forever, you know? And oh, yeah, yeah, I remember my, that was my first gig, man. And it was like really weird. It was like, we were in my friend's living room and we had like the lights set up and shit. And it just broke up into like a huge fucking party. And like, you know, it was crazy, man. But it, it, there was a lot of people that talk shit too, like throughout me in high school doing it. And I was cool with everybody. Like, it was just like, you know, like it's, uh, I feel like when anybody's doing something in music while you're a teenager and, you're promoting it and then people see you doing good in it. They're gonna, um, you know, you're going to get hate and you get hate now, like as you get older, which is ridiculous. But I feel like, you know, it's like everybody has something to say when someone's doing something, you know? So it's like, it's funny now though. Cause I have people like that. I knew that like used to talk shit on it, but like they, they've come to my parties or my sets and like been like, yo, you're fucking killing it. And I just remember in the back of my head, like even like an asshole friend, like all my close friends were always ride or dies with me. Uh, but like, they loved that I was doing it, but there's like some, like, you know, some chicks that used to like talk shit, like just being like, you know, like we, they'd be at the parties and they'd be like, yo, play this. Like, you don't know what you're doing. And then now they come up and like, they're like, yo, this fucking awesome. Like, yeah. Like I, <laughs> I'm like, I, I had the vision. Everybody was just fucking like, you know, like, and I still have the vision, man. You can never get comfortable, especially in DJ. I don't know if you, uh, Oh wow, the car there's a cardinal outside. I sorry to get distracted. <laughs> cardinals are like yeah, like cardinals for me are like signs of people I lost. So um it just flew in my backyard. It always comes to me when I need it, man, which is crazy, you know? It's like especially on Easter, man. That's wow, that's why I didn't mean to get thrown it's off not, track. Oh, I, dude, it's I all good. gotta say it because it was beautiful, like it's such a beautiful thing to me, you know, and it was just it's just chilling right there out the window cardinals and blue jays are two birds that's just like when they show up randomly you you gotta sit and acknowledge it like yeah i, I didn't sure. know it represents uh i didn't know cardinals represents people you lost so that's that's badass yeah thank you man i i um i feel like you have to accept those signs i i know i don't like fight um i've always been real like faithful and stuff um and i feel like my faith has got me through a lot in this life um and it will continue to. Um, but I don't like, like, I, I, for instance, I had like a flower um, fall when I got out, like I, I got out of therapy the other day and like I was walking to my car and there was like this tree over me, but like, it was just like this flower laying there, like next to my door. And I was just like in therapy and like, it, it was a good session, you know, it was, and, and it's funny cause um, it was, um, the week before that, like the weekend before that was five years since my dad passed away. So, um, it was like, you know, it was, it was like, just like, I didn't, I, I like got in my car and I'm like, yo, should I take this flower with me? You know, I'm like, I feel like this is a sign. And I'm like, I no longer question the signs. I just kind of accept them. You know, I just kind of like accept the, um, the, the stuff that comes to me. I, I just don't question it anymore, you know? And I never questioned the Cardinal. That That's like really special to me, the Cardinal. I have it tattooed on my leg. Um, so like seeing them on like days like this too, it's just like, it's like you can't make it up, you know? It's just, yeah. it's gotta be God and them sending their love, you know? And I feel like that's the best way to look at grief and death, you know? As like, you know, they're never really gone. They're always here. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, I've had more than enough signs from people that like I lost to like mm -hmm. yeah. my buddy. We held uh we held like a little memorial concert type thing for oh, him. Nice. And afterwards, that's we beautiful, all, bro. With thank you, we all went out to eat afterwards. A spot like mm -hmm. he loved, we all loved. Like he was a big like sublime dude, and uh, oh, shit. That's we dope. all just got done ordering our food, and all of a sudden 
they just start cranking what I got. No, bro. On, come on, think, yo. And, and, like, oh, I got, wow. I got, I got goosebumps right yeah, now. But dude, it was like, I feel that, bro. It, wow. Like there was so many things, and like he was one of my like best friends that were wow, a drummer. Sorry, man. Yeah, oh, that's all good. Yeah. Thanks. Right? This was many yeah. years ago, but mm-hmm. it was like one of those things where it's just like, you know, he was huge into music, so him yeah. communicating through music, like it just it made sense and yeah. everything and it's shit's crazy yeah, that's dude it's crazy it really is like stuff you can't make up it's so real man like um i get numbers a lot like 11 11 i get that number all the time for someone else i've lost in, in life and um my childhood friend that i was talking about Devin, he passed away when i was a, like two weeks before his senior year um started and it was like you know like this kid was my like my my childhood friend man like we were like you know, like seem like, like growing up, it was like in like fourth grade, we were like wearing the same shit. Like we were like huge, like, like into the skating, like all that shit, like the, um, like wearing shit like that and like element and all that, the element backpacks. Yeah. And like, we just had that, like, you know, he loved the color Rasta. So like, like the Rasta, he was so into that. And like, you know, it was, it was, I, when he passed, I like, I just was like, I wanted to feel something, but I didn't know what to feel. I was like, like, I knew I was always faithful, but I never knew. Um, like I never knew where to find it. Like, I didn't know what I believed in. Like I knew I believed in heaven and stuff, but then I actually like prayed for the first time and my dad collapsed. And, um, you know, man, I, I, my prayer got answered. I had six, six more months with my dad and we, we had like great times before he passed away. And, you know, I, I, that's when I found my faith. I was like, dude, I was like, I can no longer deny what, what I saw or what I felt or who I talked to, you know, and that's just me. Like everybody has different um, views and stuff, which I think is great. Cause like who would want everyone to think the same way, you know, but I feel like when people would come to me asking about faith, it was like, um, I would tell them like, you just kind of have to find it in your own way. Like I did, which I'm glad to, I'm glad like no one ever forced it on me. It was like a natural beauty, like beautiful thing to go through. And, um, it's it's crazy man life's nuts bro like it really is it life is a crazy circle, ass bro, thing you know? oh yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's there's insane. there's always connections with the weirdest weirdest shit that just comes out of nowhere that makes you sit and think and be like there is so much more than what we're doing right now <laughs> like yeah right it's there, like, there's so much shit <laughs> like it's it's insane. Like when when those little things happen, they just they have the mind rolling. Like it really makes you think like harder than anything. Yeah, dude, one hundred percent. I feel like you just have to be open to things in life. You know, like you have to if you're open to to something higher than yourself. Um, and that's in anything, not even just like faith. Like if you're, if you're open to a higher outcome in life, I feel like you're going to find it, whether it's something you're going through or, um, just something that like the smallest things, like you could make them the most positive impacts, but you could also make things the most negative impacts if you dwell on it for too long. And that's kind of what I, I learned last year. Like when I really took the time to get better, I was like, all right, like, you know, like, what do you want your, like end result to be you know like do you want to be sad and and not living your life and and like you know or like do you want to like celebrate life and and celebrate um like the people you lost or the or the hardships that you fight every day with like mental health and stuff and 
you know, I'm just too invested in this lifetime and existence with passion to like ever let it get to me. And it's sad though, because like I've met a lot of people throughout the mental health field, like dealing with it that have, um, that can't find that, you know? So I pray that everybody just finds their, their passion or whatever it is to keep them going, you know? Cause I know music always held that place for me. Like I need to get back to my life to get back to music, you know? Like, so yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah, it's, I didn't you, mean to get deep and so, oh, no, but it's like, yeah, as it's, I, it's, it's, as yeah. I told you, the, the pod, I, I welcome tangents. I, I don't yeah. care about getting deep with it and everything. And it's, it, it's one of those things that resonates to me too, like suffering from like, you know, mental illness and all that. That's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's, it, it wasn't until many years after going to get help that like, I truly started to change, but then it was like, still suffered and then it wasn't until like recently that it feels like like there's gonna be small bumps but it's like the main hurdles are over that's like no i i see my value on my life i see the things pushing me and the people i truly have around me and it's like it was like kind of like just this sense of enlightenment like you know, like you were saying, like, shit, I'm not going to fucking dwell in this. No, I'm going to live and fucking I'm just going to kick ass. I'm going to push myself to do everything I want to do and just see where it goes. But enjoy everything with it. Enjoy the process and everything that comes with it. Yeah, 100 percent. Like you got that on Pat. It's like, you know, it's um, it, it, life's too short to like ever like really give yourself away like you gotta you gotta be fighting and you it's like it's never gonna be like i learned that that i'm trying to get into life coaching and stuff like like through last year i really learned like i love music and that's my passion but i feel like there really needs to be more people too that are that are in these like um these recovery centers and stuff and um that are like you know more like mentors and not doctors like you need someone who's been through it but also isn't like straight to the book with things you know and i'm big on therapy i, I get therapy i have like two therapists so i'm big on it but i just feel like there's other approaches and i feel like life coaching's great so i i try to preach like being happy is never going to be um like like consistent like it's literally like just this like a oh, like yeah. a wave and the only thing you really have is your mindfulness and your wellness so when you when you learn to practice that that's when you have a more mindful life and a more like you know like one day at a time like i said like taking things step by step cuz like we don't have the past it's gone and we don't have the future and that's something i really struggled with like growing up was you know counting my time or counting like you know but that's what trauma does to you and and you know it's just something you have to overcome but you know i'm blessed for like everything i've been through in a weird way cuz like it just taught me a lot about life, you know, and it, it gave me a lot of beautiful moments, even in like the fucked up as it was, you know? Yeah. And, and it yeah. the creativity and stuff too. Like with the, yeah, uh, like the album you did and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know with me, with the music I write, it's, yeah, it's, it's such a tough fucked up thing, but it's like at the end of the day though, it's like, you can, you can extract so much from it to not only help yourself, but put out there. And like you were saying about the EP, like you don't know, have other people feel and like you know they have that sense of oh i'm not alone with this and so it's yeah, all 100 
and that's where it's like music's the most one of the most abusive um, music's one of the most i'm stuttering over my words no, <laughs> you got me choked up here <laughs> man <laughs> but um no it's like music's one of the most beautiful things where it's like you know it, it connects people like that just like like art or f- like film and stuff it's yeah right it, it shows you you're not alone and it's, yeah it's crazy bro it's um art is really like because every art, I feel like a lot of art has come from a hurtful place and the most meaning, like, like a lot of art has always come from hurt and like, like whether it's a script writer or like a lyricist or a musician, like, like it all comes from like a place of like what I'm going through or even in the happy moments, like I'm feeling happy. Let me make a happy song and a, or a song about a memory. Like it all stems from somewhere or like when you're writing a script or something, like let's think about a time when I was happy and, and right. And like art just, a lot of people find art in authentic ways because that's what fits them or got them through things. And then you see what the unauthentic, the unauthentic, I don't know how to say that word, unauthentic art. Unauthentic. Yeah. Um, that stuff you could tell when it's bullshit. Like the shit I was saying on like TikTok when I hear some shit and I'm like, okay, like this is for clicks, you know, like this isn't like, for like the heart and soul like it's like you know and and um that's where i feel like the the line is within it and you even see that in the dj scene bro like you you see like when someone's passionate and then when when someone like a lot of guys are there just to like fucking pick up a check and they're like been doing it for like you know 40 plus years and they're just like over it you know they're just like fuck it like i'm just gonna go walk around put my shit on play and drink and stuff and that's the shit that like drives me crazy like especially as like a young kid trying to like like break into the scene more and like um you got like guys that like just lost their passion and don't give a fuck anymore you know and it's like they're holding those spots up when it's like you know what you could bring and you know what you could like deliver and you know, I'm never in going into it. Like, obviously the money is a part of it. It's my job. Like I, I want to be making money if I'm going to show up somewhere, but it's also like, like, I'm like thinking, I'm not thinking about the money when I go to sign up somewhere. I'm like, yo, I want to like connect with people, you know, like I want to like give people the night of their lives. Cause like when I go out and it's like a shit DJ, I'm like, I'm just like, fuck man. Like why? Like, cause I, I, I feel like a lot of people go out for the music and like, even if you don't realize you're going out for the music, you know? And it's yeah. like, I don't, I don't know if you've seen that with bands throughout the, the years, like where you're just like, all right, these guys don't give a fuck or like they like, you know, or it's like they lost their passion or whatever it is. But it's just like, you know, it's um, I forgot where I was going with that. But yeah, <laughs> you're good. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it, I, I'm, I'm picking up what you're saying. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, I definitely see too where it's just like, you know, people kind of go up there and just put the bare minimum mm-hmm. where it's yeah, like it's where they have people that are hungry to get like their taste of like, you know, getting, you know, yeah, you're not in it for the paycheck. I'm not in music for a paycheck. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, if I could be doing that as my form of income to live comfortably, by all means, it's like, I I don't want to be famous. I don't want to be a millionaire, but Mm -hmm. if I could play music to put a roof over my head, food on the table and take care of family one day. Oh, by all means, I am all for it. Like, Oh yeah. Same here. Yeah. But it's like, you know, like you're saying like these people that have been in it that long, like, yeah, they paid their dues and stuff. But like, if you paid, if you paid your dues and you're just putting the bare minimum into your shit, 
like save that time and money for someone that's hungry and wants to give 110 percent in that time slot for that pay grade like yeah it's it's you know it's um like i get like i got like an offer and it was like to play like a late set somewhere and i was like i was just like i was like yo like i'm like i'm looking at the lineup and i'm like it's like yeah i would have did it but it was it was just like you know, I put a lot of hard work into somewhere and it's like, I'm like, yo, why am I getting this late ass set? You know, I'm like, I get like, you have to pay your dues, like you said, you know, but it's like, it, it's just like when, when you're like, when you have a result, like we got like killer results from the one thing me and my buddy did. It's like, you know, it's like, um, it's just like, yo, like, why, why am I still getting dicked around? But it, it's just a, a weight, bro. And you, and you pay your respects to like the people above you and the guys that have been doing it for 40 years. Like I like all the dudes, you know, it's just like, you know, it's more of like the club standpoint. I'm trying to say things that aren't going to get me in trouble. You know, I'm like, I'm like edging around things where like, oh, I'm like, yeah, good. but yeah, it's like, you know, it's like, um, just like, it's a it's a rough industry bro and and you probably feel this entertainment in general it's like you know especially when you're when you're up and coming and you're and you're hungry like it's a competition and and in like i've had i've had gigs that were supposed to be like a four-month thing fall through i've had gigs i was my manager would hit me up and be like yo i got this for you and, and you're gonna love it and then he's like oh i can't like they wanted someone else or it's like, it, it's the, it's the business of heartbreak, bro. It's the business. And that's being an actor. That's being, it's constant rejection sometimes, you know, and yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's constant pressure performing in front of people. But I feel like that's why you're in it. You know, it's like as an entertainer, that's the whole, that's the whole uh, journey is to struggle. Cause like, why would, why, what would the fun of it be if you didn't have a story, you know, and you just kind of like fucking, got everything you ever wanted and you know yeah. it's like that's what creates your story you know and then your passion just drives hungrier as you're like getting hungrier and moving up you know yeah so. and it's with the people too it's you know yeah there's always going to be the true enemies in it but it's like yeah even yeah. even, you, even your friends that do it there's some sort of competition with but it's a healthy competition oh of, yeah where you see it, you're like shit i really gotta, yeah i gotta step uh <laughs> i gotta step my game up yeah. a little more too and it's it's because you're like shit they're killing it right now like yeah. I, I and you see it but like I, so many times like my buddy mikey that i was talking about the drummer like his uh bass player player dimitri um and like and all like the pro- pretty much all the projects he was in he came over to jam with me one day before um going to band practice at Mikey's and Dimitri always tells me, he's like, yeah, he's like, I walked in there. You would have thought he was my girlfriend or something. He's like, Oh, so you're at Nick's house. What <laughs> you guys funny. do? Oh, you jammed any recordings? Like, and like, yeah. there was always like this competitiveness to us mm-hmm. on the sidelines, but we never brought it to each other. Yeah. So, yeah. 100%. Like, you know, that's stuff, the beauty in it, right? Yeah, it's stuff, like, like, yeah. stuff like that, you know, stuff like that's fun. And it's yeah, it also yeah. you can bust each other's like chops and everything, and it's great. Yeah, it's it's like that's like me and my buddy uh, Ave. Shout out to my buddy Avery. He's uh, we were friends growing up, and he was older than me, but he was like he took us around everywhere when I was like a sophomore. But like he he um he's we and him do it together. We're on the same company. Um, we do a lot. We just did like this Sunday football thing all season together, and and it's like awesome because we were like great friends before. Uh, we, we were doing it and he was actually, 
came with me on my first gig and was like a dancer, dude. Cause it was like, that was a kind of the way back then with like teen parties, like they would book dancers too and shit. So like he always kind of had the music in him and me and him always clicked on music. And now he's DJ and we're on the same company. We do a lot of stuff together. Like we did like beat the clock together at bar a, and it was like just a crazy outcome. And it was just, we really killed it. And we, we have that like connection with each other, but there's also like, I love like the competitiveness too with like a great friend, you know, it's like, you got that like love, like I'm so stoked seeing him like do things and he's stoked seeing me do things. And then we're like, all right, well, what's the contact info for that guy? Like, it's like, and it's just awesome, man. It's like, it's great having someone in it. That's like your homie, you know, and like, it's your brother and you're like, you know, you could bounce things like, yo, listen to this bullshit that happened last night or like, yo, like it's good to not feel like you're alone. Cause I felt like that a lot, especially at 19 where like all the guys I ever opened for, like they were all like super dope with me and like super like gracious to like show me things, but like, you know, in a, in a scene where everybody's trying and like, you probably feel this with the bands and I don't know if you're in hard, are you in like hardcore? I'm what I do. I classify a circus trance punk. Okay. I, I'm basically an oddity of I've played shows with, pop punk bands like okay. skate punk bands crust so. punk metal mm-hmm. bands i i've played with a little bit of everyone okay cool because it's just like it's really no way to describe it describe but it's like, the genre yeah yeah no, I hear it's it. like but like there's like one of my new songs is kind of like a hardcore like song oh that cool. like's yeah, gonna be coming sick. out so it's hey, like you gotta send me some shit bro send me some I'll, stuff and i'll yeah i'll uh i'll definitely listen and stuff you know oh hell yeah yeah. But yeah, it's hardcore. It's like I'm not too into the hardcore like okay. scene, but mm-hmm. it's like I, I'm kind of on that threshold where it's like I I, I could fit on a ho- hardcore bill, mm-hmm. and it's like I, I, I have people that are into that shit that like are into my stuff. So it's like it's, yeah, it's weird. It's like yeah, because I hear like in the hardcore scene, like for my buddy, it's like there's so much like beef between bands, and I'm like, holy shit, this shit feels like West Side Story. I'm like, this <laughs> this band doesn't like them because they don't fuck with the other band, and then like someone fucked this guy's girl, and then it's like there's a bunch of like crazy shit, and it's like like that's kind of like like in the DJ scene, it's like you know you're like it's only you unless you're a group, and it's like you know like you're all fighting for the positions and there's always younger guys coming up. There's always new guys popping up. There's always guys with connections that just start doing it. And there's people with connections. And that's like the main thing in the DJ scene is like, I don't know if it's like that in the, in the band, in like the, uh, the live band scene, but it's like, yo, it's all connections, man. Like I wouldn't be playing a lot of places if it was like, if I didn't join the company and it's like, you know, as much as like, a DJ's dream is to be independent on its, on its own. All these bars are going through agencies now and, you know, you got to play through the agency and then they take their cut and, you know, it's like a fair thing. Like, yeah, you booked me this, you like my manager gets to cut, but at some points too, it's like, you know, it's like, it's like, damn, like, you know, it's like, but you know, I'm loyal to like whoever gets me the gig. Like I would never take it from, like my manager if it's his gig you know like tap house like me and him that's like our thing and you know i'm, I'm grateful that he got me it. it's super dope but you know like in anything man in business when money's involved and it's a passion too that's when it gets like you know that's when it just starts to get like you know you're trying to like figure out what way is better for you or what way is like you know so but there's a lot of fake people it's like you know there's um 
everybody's kind of in it for themselves because everybody's getting paid individually, you know? And it's like, um, you know, no one likes to see someone come in and start taking things or, or start like, you know, um, making noise. It's going to take away from them, which like, I've never been like that. I've always been like open arms. And most of the guys I've played with in Seaside too, have been like open arms, but you know, you run into like people that think they're big dogs and shit too. And it's like, it's just like lame. It's like, yeah, like, we're all into music and we all love the same shit. And it's like, you know, it just kind of kills the vibe. That's why with like the young kids, I try to like really like when they come to me for advice and shit, like really give them the honest truth and like put them on if I can, you know, like I'm trying to have people open for me at tap house of like two of my buddies that are really trying to like, they're younger, but they're trying to like um, get into the, to the night scene more. So I'm like, yo, if I could have you guys open for me and shit and they're cool with it, you know, like, I would love to put you guys on for like an hour because I got those opportunities and that's what made me into a better DJ today. You know, I love opening dude. Like I'll open like bar a, like I love opening sets. Like I love like giving them an hour and then I'm off. And then you got people like, you got people like, um, yo, when are you going back on? It, it gives them something to remember, you know? Yeah. And like, I'm, I hate attention, dude. Like I fucking hate it. But like, for some reason, I don't know if you feel this when it comes to entertaining and like being, I'm a fucking attention whore when it comes to that <laughs> shit. I love entertaining and being up there and like that, like, yo, that was fucking sick set. Like, it's just this dopamine rush. That's like, oh yeah, you know, it's crazy. Like, uh, I'll never forget, like, what my one music project, it was our first show. We just kept getting shows, claps and all that. Yeah. Finally, we're playing our first show to all these people. We knew, like, one person than the people we brought. But the place was packed. And I remember we just started and we're playing. I just look up and the whole room's just moving and bodies are going everywhere, just moshing and going nuts. And I'm just like, like, it just, like, engulfed me. Yeah. And I was just like, holy shit. And it's like just when you when you see people move especially as a dj you're you're aside from bands you know that play music you can mosh to or dance to a dj's like no you you were going for that movement in the room yeah so it's like, like yeah it's, when you uh, see a whole i i assume it's the same with you when you see a whole room just friggin' partying it's like yes i i oh, did fuck, yeah. i i fucking did it <laughs> yeah it's like it's funny man it's like when you finally get them when you get everybody and everybody starts going in it's like something clicks to your brain and you're like all right it's go time let me start hitting them over the head with shit and like you know in the um the main thing I try to tell people like when they talk, when we talk about like styles, DJing and shit is like, I've always been, um, there's a lot of people that are like, you have to be on point where you're mixing, which like you do, you have to be like able to beat match and count music. And I didn't understand that when I was younger, I was listening to like Miley talk and it was funny because it was like the same way as like I was like, I went on to versatile dude. And like, I thought I knew all this shit. I had like this, this like teenage ego of like, all right, like I rock these fucking sweet 16s and house parties. I'm going to be good in the wedding scene. And then I got to the wedding scene and I did a wedding in Atlantic city with my, with, with my boy, Chris, like from the company. And he was like, I looked and I was like, yeah, fuck man, this shit's real. And then it was like, <laughs> but that's the stuff that gets you. Like, that's the opportunities that make you into like who you are and in, in this shit, you know, it's like, you know, if I didn't have those opportunities reverse tile, I would have never been in the doing what I wanted to do in the night scene. And that's why, like, you always got to, like, like, remember where you came from, in a sense, like, 
who like where you started and I, I love all the people from versatile man it's it's such a great company i've worked for like i've worked for like a bunch of different wedding companies man and like there's something with them that like it's just like a family bro like i, I still i went there like a couple weeks ago to stop in because i haven't seen them and like my my boy ozzy like my my old boss like just like so welcoming and it's like just so many friendships like even with miley i haven't talked to her in a while but like even like like we've had so many deep conversations like going to gigs like and me and, and like me and her were both going through it back then like emotionally you know kind of like the same type of uh like 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 feeling a pain you know of like grief and stuff and it, it was really cool like when we started working together and um like like building friendships through music like that and you know it's uh like i just get creative with it i try to tell people like you have to be like technical and you have to be um you have to be able to do the skill, but it's also about being an entertainer. Like that's always been my thing. I'm like great on the mic, bro. I'm an, I'm like an MC too. So like, like I'll do like weddings or sweet 16s where I'm emceeing. Um, but I love like, um, I love being creative. I like being a showman. Like I want to hop out from behind the booth and start going on the mic and like getting people hyped up or like when my boy Abe goes on, like sometimes I'll just go MC for him, you know, like it's like, you know, which is like kind of a great skill to have like both, like, you know, you can mix, you could host, like it's, it's a good skill. And, and, you know, I'm always on the mic during my sets and then sometimes I don't feel like going on it. And it's like, you know, it's, it's cool just throwing your own show and being creative, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. you know, it's, it really is like a, you know, you just like creativity will create, who you are in your sets and, and how you develop as an artist in like whatever you're in, you know, like, it's like, you can't just like try to do what everyone else does or like try to be just this like technical, like, like, all right, I'm going to hit every beat when I mix. Cause then you're just like, you know, I feel like you're just like a robot and you're, and you're, it's just like not generic, you know, it's like generic. It's not like, I don't know. I don't know if I make it sense, but I get it's not a, it's yeah, not it's, authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's just like, you know, Eric, there's just the same kind of mundane thing. Yeah, like the same pit bull shit and the same like, all right, I'm going to play like Whitney Houston, like dance with somebody and fucking like with We Found Love behind it, like by Calvin Harris. And I have that edit, but it's like there's some people that just like play in those like generic like wedding mixes and like just stick with it all night. And it's like I'm like, yo, can I see like something that's like, can I see something where like you're going to make me like, holy fuck. Like, where's my boy? Yo, we listened to this song in like eighth fucking grade, like walking to school or some shit, you know, <laughs> on a fucking iPod. Like, it's like, you know, so it's like, you know, but everybody's different, man. Everybody's got their own style. So I don't knock anybody, but I just feel like that's what I always told people. Like, I feel like I, I try to be like an entertainer and showman and not just be like a DJ, you know? Cause like, I want to like, be able to give people the best show. And, and honestly, even in DJing, I would try to make them at least at the end of the night, be able to escape and feel something like leave there feeling something and feeling like feeling good and feeling in, in, inspired in a way. Like I, I just love inspiring people or, and like really trying to touch their souls, which is like, that's why I feel like I always say DJs are like a therapist, bro. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but you just want to send people out feeling good, like, and, and not wanting to leave somewhere, you know, like sometimes I don't want to leave therapy. I'm like, yo, like we're like, we're having the best conversation right now. And, you know, I feel great, but I don't want, I don't want to leave, but you have to, you know, and it's like, yeah. it's fucking closing time <laughs> sometimes, bro. Yeah. Well, <laughs> with that being said, 
We're about like a hour and thirty five minutes in, and I yeah, would, we've been chopping it up. Right? I, 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 I would hate to wrap it up, but um, I think maybe we'll start winding it down from this point. Amazing, yeah, for fucking sure. Talks, I've absolutely Dude, had a yeah. blast, but I know you got social medias to plug, Hell and yeah. you also got a summer schedule that you're gonna yeah. you got to drop. So. I think about at this point in time, you segued perfectly. We're going to hop in the car. We're going to go to the club. You're going to fucking spin the wax and we're going to take a little ego trip. And I want you to just drop your socials. Let everyone know your fucking summer schedule. Like anything you have to plug, just throw it all out. Awesome. Yeah, man. Well, thank you again for the opportunity to talk and stuff. Um, No problem, man. It's a, like, so my socials are my Instagram. I have Instagram, SoundCloud, and um, my Snapchat is DJJD. Um, and then my summer schedule right now, I booked, I'm booked every Saturday starting May 6th um, at Spring Lake Tap House in Spring Lake. It's like 10 minutes from Bar A, great local spot. Um, it really turns up in there and they're, they're really starting to like want to build the DJ vibe. And um, because it was always a band place, but um, I played a couple sets there. Like we max capacity Thanksgiving Eve. It's like a great local spot. And like I said, great staff. So I'm stoked to be there every Saturday. Like I've been wanting this residency for a long time. I've been telling my manager, I've been like, yo, try to lock this down where I could play there. And we almost had the deal last summer. So we almost had the deal. And I was talking to the manager. We were talking to the to the like owners of the place or the managers or some shit. And then it didn't go through. But now they got the house system in there. So they're like really trying to build it up. So yeah, it's gonna be a good time, man. And then I'll I will be at Bar A throughout the summer. I don't know when yet. It's all in the talks, but I know we're definitely gonna have some bar A dates. Um, and just like that whole Belmar side of things, man. I'm hoping I could break into like Class Kills, that agency, and do some Porta stuff. And um you know, I'm really like going to focus this summer on building connections again and like start doing that and going with my older friends who DJ that are like, you know, doing Hoboken and stuff and just going out and meeting people and stuff. Cause just trying to get to that next level of like, okay, like, you know, where could we like go from here instead of just doing like one area. So I'm really trying to, um, break into more towns and more, um, demographics you know but yeah so spring lake tap house and you can follow me at djjd on everything and yeah man yo it was awesome kicking it with you bro like oh. it was sick dude i love oh, no, it, was, you on, man. it was great man it was awesome um everyone listening uh you know me nicholas christian uh find me at cult underscore sure underscore on facebook twitter instagram uh, at terror underscore tunes t-o-o-n-s underscore on instagram facebook twitter uh tiktok uh terrortunes.bandcamp.com got a bunch of merch up there got a bunch of music that's also on all those streaming sites and you know the gist by now unless you're a new listener and thank you for listening and jd it, it has been fucking oh, awesome man it's, no it's been it, sick thank you bro. It, it was great to have you on and thank you thank you again for hitting me up you know it's yeah that's no, something i'm sure, trying dude. to push more to get new people on and yeah that no, was great hearing your story and everything and as i said i'm i'm not a club guy but I, i'll <laughs> i'll definitely i'm gonna i might have just turned dirty but i'm gonna kick off the dancing shoes well yeah, kick, kick the dust off the dancing shoes and i'm gonna i'm gonna have to come out sometime and see what you do and 
check it all out because yeah dude for sure let me know bro definitely i would love to have you come out dude i would love to come to one of your shows too or some shit man i'm really trying to like see more live music and stuff and um see like how that whole production side's done you know of like uh shows and shit i love like i love concerts bro i love hearing new bands like i, I just love like opening my my mind to more music and like you know seeing live performances so yeah like let me know and i'm definitely down to come out to one of your guys shows Hell yeah. Yeah. I, uh, as of now, there's one in the works that haven't announced yet, but, uh, it, it's going to be a night of, uh, it's going, it's going to be a weird a matinee show. I don't even want to say night, but it's, it's going to be <laughs> weird. Uh, uh, I'll tell you about it. It'll be weird, but yeah, awesome. I'll definitely keep you posted, but yeah, any others I'll do. And I'm going to have to, going to have to come check you out and hit one of them yeah, DJs dude. that's in to hear what Fuck you do. Yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> Well, but, now before we go was it you who said uh that in the old in the podcast with miley did you used to dj a little bit or someone used to on that episode right it wasn't me I, oh okay i i th- i might have said that i once <laughs> i once hopped on all the friggin uh the guitar center equipment that was out. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, that's fucking. I, I, bro, I, I do I, that all the time when I go there. I'm in there for like three hours. I didn't mean to throw it off. I know we were ending. That was in my mind to ask you earlier, and then it just came up because I was like, "That's rad." But yo, guitar center is fucking, dude. I I go in there and I'm in there like a fucking little kid at Toys R Us. I'm like, oh yeah, shit's it's, sick. Especially the setups that they have, like in the DJ. Oh my yeah, god, bro, I was it's like, crazy. I, I gotta do something. I'm just sitting there, and it, it's. I've done it a couple times, and it's always I turn around, and I see the dude who works there just staring at me, not yeah. in a good way, not like yeah, I'm a prodigy, like... and I'm just <laughs> like, oh no, I'm sorry, but yeah. I just yeah, they're like, away. yeah, they're like, we have to like, we have to fucking dust this, like, like they, well, like. <laughs> No, like they like because like you get fingerprints on that shit and they're trying to sell it. They're probably like, oh, fuck. Now I got to fucking like clean the wheels and shit. This asshole's on my shit. That's how I always get the vibe there when I'm on the shit. I'm like, I'm fucking with the drums and they're like, they're like, oh, this kid doesn't fucking know what he's doing and he's going <laughs> to fucking fuck something up. But yeah, dude, it was awesome kicking it with you, man. Oh yeah, yeah, man. That was great talking for sure. And you know, hey, maybe one day I will learn how to DJ. Fuck yeah, <laughs> dude. Let me know if you ever want to learn, bro. One hundred percent. Yeah, oh, yeah. Me and Miley could could chop it up and shit. So, yeah. <laughs> Miley, if if you if you're listening right now, I'm sorry because she knows me, and the thing she probably doesn't want <laughs> is me touching any DJ equipment. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny, dude. <laughs> but all right, awesome, bud. bro. All awesome right, talks. Awesome yeah. talk, bro. Take it easy. Like us up on this week's episode of the Cold Shore Podcast. This DJ JD. Best friend, peace, I love is living on the West End. Knocked out before you better.
I'm so flat, I wonder what the wave meant. White teeth are screaming in the jungle. Don't bleed the motion if you stumble. Go ask the desperate. 